1: <laughs> the Fall Guy, only in theaters May third. did PG thirteen. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 with Paul Bonza and Daniel Menzel. And Menzel, our next guest, is brought to us by Tire Power. Think safety this January. Give the 5 minutes tyre safety check at your local tyre power a try. Uh, Jason Dizzy Gillespie, welcome to Sports ASA. Uh,
2: good evening, gents. Pleasure to be on.
1: Now, we know you're a very busy man. Uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster year for the strikers. How have you dealt with the ups and downs? Uh, um, it, it has
2: been a bit frustrating at times, there's no doubt about that, because we've shown what we're, what we're capable of. And uh, you know, our best is, is as good as anything in the competition. Uh, and we've seen that, you know, bowling a side out for 15 and chasing 229, um, you know, setting world records. But in, in, in amongst that as well, uh, we've had some pretty average performances as well. So, it, it, you know, some really good performances interspersed with some, uh, some below-par performances. And look, the lads are well aware of that. They know, you know, we're striving for that consistency. What I've been really pleased with, the lads have, have been working incredibly hard. With, uh, the efforts there, um, the attitudes there. We just need to sharpen up a couple of areas and, and be really ruthless and uh, take, the, take the game by the scruff of the neck when the, when the time's right.
0: Now, Dizzy, you touched on the consistency there. The lineup has changed a lot throughout the year with players coming and going and injuries. The bowling yep. lineup's rotated a lot. So, can, will we see a bit more consistency with our lineup the last two games and potentially into the finals?
2: we we're, we're probably looking to actually mix it up a bit because um, we have been with, with our with our fast bowlers we've been looking at pace off seems to be something that's that's been really effective um throughout the tournament if you if you look at that besides perth perth is a, is you know a, out out uh, out west there in perth you tend to have pace on although we did take pace off and uh, restricted them to um, you know, got them in had them in a bit of trouble chasing a, a small total of ours. Um, but the, the trend in the tournament has been pace off the ball, um, and so we've been looking at you know, are playing on a used pitch, for instance, we'll we'll look to use bowlers that are, are most effective with the changes of pace, um, and then surfaces that probably are, are newer, fresh wickets. Um, you know, probably the, the guys with a bit of air speed probably are the, are the ones that are going to be more effective on those surfaces. So we've been. Um, been changing the team, uh, you know, the, the dynamic of the bowling attack based on conditions, condition specific. Um, well, what, what you'll see tomorrow is, uh, you know, we're, we're probably debating whether we're, we're probably leading towards uh, getting another batting option in there just to give us a little bit more depth there and, uh, you know, hopefully we can post a, a big
1: score. I want to congratulate you on getting Chris Lind to the club. Um, not other, not many other teams wanted him. He had a fantastic season. Yeah. But how was his influence on the group?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question, and, and I've, I've been asked that before. And you know, the, the first thing is, oh, what's he really like, and how how is he? And all I can say, I, I didn't know Lynn particularly well. I have obviously crossed paths with him over the years. and had some brief chats, but nothing substantial there. And, He's been absolutely brilliant. Um, you, know, we're, you know, I think he really enjoyed also spending time with some of our younger players. Like for instance, Thomas Kelly really uh, he took Thomas under his wing. Um, Thomas is a young, developing player. Um, he's got some opportunity, or um, well, limited opportunities, batting in the middle order in T20, which is probably one of the trickiest spots to bat. Um, but Chris has been a bit of a mentor for him, um, and it's been great. And, and, you know, his contributions in team discussions, um, thoughts and ideas um, has, has been nothing short of sensational, and uh, you know delighted that uh, you know he had a had a fresh start so to speak at, at the franchise, and uh, you know he, he absolutely loved his time, and you know he's in constant since he's left, he's been in constant communication with us, and um, g up and wishing the boys all the best, and you know he, he would have loved to have complete the whole season, but um, but that's the that's the nature of I suppose. Uh, professional uh, professional sport and uh, and the way cricket uh, is at the moment on the global
0: stage. Yeah, you're right. And Chris Lynn made 416 runs in this tournament. Incredible for you guys. The other one, he, he's number two in the comp. Number one in the comp is Matt Short, who's currently on 458 runs. He's quickly becoming yeah. one of the best T20 players in the country. Can you just tell us a little bit about his development and progression?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Matt, we, we secured Matt's services, the... Um, he was at the Renegades and I think he was out of contract with the Melbourne Renegades a number of years ago now and uh, hadn't really found his niche in the, in the game in, in T20 cricket. And, and it probably took us a few years to, to really find you know, um, the, the ideal role for Shorty. Um, I, I, you know, I've said this a couple of times to people. I've, I, I promised Matt, we sat down at a coffee a few years ago and I, I promised him that if he's patient, we will find a role for him and, uh, and then w- once we find a role for you in the makeup of this team, then I-, I assure you, you're going to get a good run at it because we think you're too, far too good a player. And, and I suppose that, with the, the catalyst for him getting the opportunity was, I suppose, when Alex Carey started to play regularly for Australia um, and was missing from big chunks of, of BBL. That, that probably opened the window for Matt um, to an extent. And, and now, I mean, he, he's made opening, the opening spot his own. Um, you know, since he's gone up to open, um, you know, people look at his big bash average, and he averages the mid-20s. But if you break it down and look at his record since he's gone to the top of the order for the Adelaide Strikers, he's been our most effective opener in the franchise history, averaging high 30s with a strike rate nearing 150. So um, he mm-hmm. is in elite company. And, and his, those numbers are the best, of the, the, the best of the best in world cricket. So he's, he's done a wonderful job for us.
0: Speaking of the top of the uh, of the order and who's opening for the strikers, Travis Head has come in, a couple of lean innings for him. Just want to know, yeah. my question for you, Diz, is, is Alex Carey has opened in the past and had great success. Um, the change with Travis opening and Carey coming in at three or four and without giving out away too much tomorrow, potentially might we see something change?
2: Uh, you won't see anything change in that space. Um, Travis is going to open the batting. Um, Travis opens in one-day cricket for Australia, and um, you know we we feel he's best suited to that. Uh, Alex is also our best player at spin um, and we know that he's very effective against quicks. We know that, but he's also very effective against against slower bowling. Um, Kez, I, I'm happy to share it with you. Kez would in know I do Would like to open. Uh, I think every batter in the world wants to open the batting in T20 cricket because you've got field restrictions up. You've got brand new ball, uh, you get the opportunity to face the most deliveries. So I think, I think you ask any of our batters on the strikers list and you ask them what their preferred spot would be and they'd all say open. So, um, but we've, we feel that Travis has got the game and um, open in one-day cricket. There's potential for it open in T20 cricket for, for our country as well. Um, and we feel his aggression at the top being be able to take on both seam and spin at the top of the order is, is most effective for the Adelaide
1: Strikers. Dizzy, uh, you drafted Colin to Grunholm into the squad. Um, what's he brought to the group? And on a personal note, are you a bit jealous of his mullet?
2: <laughs> uh, without it, that's the only reason we recruited him, mate, uh, <laughs> was, was the, the mullet. Um, he, he's, uh, the boys jokingly call him Dad, uh, the dad of Thomas Kelly. Um, so <laughs> that's, his, that's his nickname. Um, and Dutchie. Um, but look, uh, but Colin, we identified him when we went to the draft we identified that um, an, a seam bowling option that can bat in our top five or top six um, would really help us in... Uh, an aggressive uh, batter as well would really help us um, have flexibility with our bowling attack. So what it, what it does allow us to do is... And at times we've done it where we've played just two seamers, Colin, and then allows us to play double spin. Um, and sometimes we've had triple spin with, with obviously with Matt Short... Um, You know, Matt Short's been a very effective bowler for us as well. So, um, he gives us that flexibility. Um, and we feel a lot of flexibility. Obviously we'd like him in an ideal world to be batting when we've got the power, power surge and, and towards the back end, because you've seen how destructive he can be with the bat in hand and probably no more so than when we played the Renegades at Adelaide Oval and he, he smacked a few then. Um, but yeah, he, he's a very calm, relaxed demeanor as well. And, uh, you know he he's not afraid to get going straight away with what we've seen. You know he's, we've had two games this season where he's hit at six first balls faced, and um, so he likes to get on with it. Um, and he's just a great fit for us because we identified, I suppose, at the end of last season that in that, in that middle order around number five we just needed we needed more strike rate, we needed more firepower, and uh, and that was in thinking of of securing uh, you know Colin at the draft, and and we're delighted that we managed to get him.
0: Now, Dizzy. Before we let you go, the Strikers take on Perth Scorchers tomorrow here in Adelaide at 4 p.m. They're nine and three. They're the benchmark team in the competition. What do we need to do to be able to get the win tomorrow afternoon?
2: Well, so uh, we, we certainly um, need, need to, if we bat first. We need to need to get a meaningful score on the board, and you know, I think what you'll see is a, is, a, is quite an aggressive uh, uh, intent uh, with our batting. Um, if we find ourselves bowling. You know, we'll certainly be looking to, to mix it up and, and, and not let the um, not let the Perth Scorchers batters get too settled. Um, so there'll be a lot of changes. It'll be you know you probably won't see your bowler bowling two overs in a row. Um, you know, back to back overs from the same end from one end. Um, we'll look to keep mixing it up, keep changing the pace, um, and and you know ultimately we need to we need to out hustle them and uh, you know take all their opportunities in the field and will give us the best chance. Because what we have seen and what we have shown this season, that our best can mix it with everyone. Um, and the Scorchers, you know, we we made 130-odd against them in Perth, and we had them 6-60. Six and you know, yep. by, by rights, we should have actually won that game. And uh, it wasn't for Ashton, if it wasn't for Ashton Turner playing a fantastic captain's knock, uh, we would have got over the line. So we know we can mix it with the, with the big guns and... Uh, you know, we'll be we'll be certainly uh, doing our very best to do just that.
1: Diz, we really appreciate your time. Uh, one more quick one before you go. Lenny's uh, going to come back next year, isn't he? Sorry? Lenny's going to come back next year, isn't he? Uh, look, look, we'll certainly have conversations.
2: Uh, I, I made it very clear to Chris uh, <laughs> when he left that, that I'd love to see him uh, back in blue. Um, we'll, we'll obviously get together and... Uh, map out a bit of a plan and and see if we can uh, see if we can get the get the get a deal done but in an ideal world I'd love to love to have him back uh, if uh, if possible good luck tomorrow night dears and thanks for joining us no worries thanks guys